When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How about this guy, folks? I mean, if you're a New Yorker and you love sports, more important, forget about sports, okay? If you love great radio, and look, I'm a pain in the ass. I complain all the time because there's a dearth, in my opinion, of radio hosts, great radio hosts. I think it's over. You have a couple, uh, led by me, by the way, that are okay, you know, maybe one or two that are great. And I grew up in a, in a city where there were a lot of great radio hosts. And this guy was a real legend, real legend. And he's going to be humble and, and say, oh, nobody. But he really was, man. Steve Summers, whether it was you know, overnights or when he did the 7 p.m. stuff, even that midday show for uh, with that prick Russ Salzberg, who's a <laughs> scumbag. Um, that was great, too. He what made, are you laughing at? I think he, I knew Steve from the time that FAN started. And, uh, you know, we didn't, didn't – nobody knew anybody, really. And yeah. he – after a few weeks, you just saw he connected right yeah, away. He did, and he just he he just had his own his way of doing it, and it was uh, it was great. It was. You it was talk about great. the old time New York sports greats, and you got to start with Mike and Chris. I get that, but Summers maybe next. I don't know. I'm there, Beningo, the rest of these guys. So here he is, the great Steve Summers. Good morning, Stephen. Well, good morning, you guys, and and of course. Uh, the platitudes are very nice to hear, but a little bit overrated. I don't know what kind of a legend, but uh, it was a great 34-year run. I had a lot of fun, and uh, I, uh, my wife and I said, just got back from St. Bart, so now I'm as tan as you are. <laughs> Last time I saw you, you were uh, you're such a good soul. You actually showed up at St. Patrick's Cathedral for Bernard. Uh, when oh, we had sure. that great service. That's the last time I saw you. We're not very tan that day, but I'm sure you look great today, you and Robin. That's nice to hear. So I did yeah. have Marv on earlier, and uh, we talked about those great Nick teams. And you're a little older than I am, Steve. I was only two at the time. You may have a recollection. Tell me yours of Willis Reed and those Nick teams. Well, uh, you know, first of all, having a legend unto himself, a real Serious, serious legend in Marv Albert. And uh, to hear his voice again, Sid, as you had him on a while ago and talking about Willis Reed and everything that Marv said about Willis Reed, all of us could say about a guy like Marv Albert. So, you know, to be on the same program with him today <laughs> is an absolute honor. And wow. take my word, I once did back in 1988. I knew of a reporter at Entertainment Tonight, and he wanted me to do a story uh, for Entertainment Tonight on Marv Albert. He also wanted me to do one on Mark Messier later on, but with uh, Marv Albert, and we did that story. I was with him for a week going to and from the garden, wow. uh, spending time in his apartment on the Upper East Side and and getting to know uh, getting to know him a little bit. And uh, just a fantastic, and of course, he is, his excitement when Willis Reed took the court, <laughs> you know, and and uh, 
the how it's so supercharged to garden as Marv alluded to, and as you know, Sid, even though you weren't around then, uh, you know, the bottom line is you know what it was all about. And what a game that, first of all, it may have been the greatest game seven ever in NBA history. Maybe you could talk about 65 with the Celtics and 76ers when Avalachek stole the ball, and uh, that was the Eastern Conference Finals. But this was a Game 7, and I don't think in the history of the NBA was there a more emotional, inspirational, and dramatic uh, Game 7. And, of course, what a game for Walt Frazier with his 36 points and what was it, 19 assists. Yeah, yeah. So he, he account, he, he ex- scored in the first two baskets right. of the game, yeah. him being out there was... Absolutely inspirational. Yeah, and uh, the, the Walt, uh, uh, yeah, Frazier accounted for about 75 of the next 113 yeah. points that night. And it, it was an amazing one. But, and, and as I continued the conversation with Marv, Steve, and, of course, we, we stopped talking about those two great Nick teams and all the personalities, you know, Monroe and Reed and Frazier and Bradley and DeBusher and Jackson and Kazi and Red Holtzman. I, I did bring up a team near and dear to you and me. And uh, what you also made the call for, the 1994 Rangers. Now, he did admit, because of his NBC deal, he missed a lot of games that year. That's why Howie Rose got the opportunity to scream, Mateau, Mateau, Mateau. But yeah. he did say that uh, when he called game seven, and with just a couple of seconds left against um, Vancouver as the Rangers were winning the Stanley Cup, he said that was about as good as it got. And he did say that he did not think in his lifetime, in his lifetime, and many Ranger fans in their lifetime, that ever see any Ranger raise the Stanley Cup like Messier did at Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know uh, what he said in so many words was what Ranger fans uh, thought they would never see in their lifetime after 54 years. And you know something that was somewhat ironic here, Sid. I thought, I, and of course, beating uh, uh, Vancouver in the in the in seven games, uh, absolutely terrific. Sure, I actually I was at Game Seven uh, for the Devils and oh. Rangers, oh. so I was there that Friday night at the Garden and uh, to see uh, uh, Mateau uh, with that wraparound goal. It oh. was. I mean, the well, but you know what's great about the, 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 the like you don't know. What was great about the Matol goal was for people that forgot Zella Pukin, He scored for the Devils like right at the end of regulation. Yeah, seven point seven. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God, we're dead, we're dead. So it was, it was really the emotion of, oh no, the Devils just scored, and then yeah. we get the Matol goal. I don't know how you beat that in sports, Steve. I don't know how. Yeah, uh, uh, that goal. Uh, was scored with 7.7 seconds to go in regulation. And uh, then through the overtimes, uh, some Ranger fans certainly had to be thinking, oh, no, it's happening again. (laughs) 55 years, you know, since winning a cup. But what a great game, and uh, uh, and I'll never forget it. And it almost, to me, almost made the finals anticlimactic. True. True, but it did go seven. That Pave Bury uh, team was a pretty good hockey club, and we got a way to get it done. But you're right. After beating the Devils, it did seem that way. So I got to ask you about this uh, World Baseball Classic. 
Uh, I don't watch. You can, you can have it. Oh well, thank you because I didn't watch one second of it. I don't care. Right. All I know is I lost my closer this year for some stupid game played in the middle of spring training, which nine guys in Washington Heights care about. How could anybody in this city say they like that? Good baseball or not, we don't care about that in New York. We care about the Mets and the Yankees. Of course, and I didn't see any of it either. And they're talking about Otani striking out Mike Trout. Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't mean a damn thing. Right. And the, the bottom line is it means something. Only to the players, uh, uh, they get very, all of a sudden, they get patriotic. Hey, Steve, let me it. tell you something. The, 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 what should mean something to the players is the $100 million these American owners are playing them. So stay healthy and win a World Series, okay? Yeah, that's what it's all about. And, uh, and, uh, and of course, uh, the Mets losing Diaz, absolutely uh, uh, incredible. And, uh, and, of course, uh, with the Mets, uh, you know something like that is going to happen. And uh, to lose their closer, uh, just ridiculous. You know, some people think that if you're going to have the World Baseball Classic, have it during uh, the uh, midseason. Uh, I, don't, I, I could care less about it at all, because any time you put your stars in uh, this game, uh, the uh, the risk of injury is very great because yep. they play very very hard and uh, it means something to them and so uh, the chances of an injury happening are a little bit greater and now Manford is asking for more star pitchers. Oh God. Uh, to be in this game, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, you know, uh, yeah, uh, get rid on. of Manford. Yeah, yeah, listen, while you're uh, at it. it's an ESPN creation. It, it's and I have argument with young guys on this show, and even the New York Times guilty of this. Sure, they wrote a column a couple of weeks ago talking about Trout striking out against Otani. Right. Uh, Trout is one of the 15 best players ever. And I've had Chris Russo on the show the last two weeks, Joe Beningo, now you. They scoff at that. They, they can't remember the last big at-bat from Mike Trout in a big spot with the Angels. How in God's name at this point of his career, three MVPs or not, are you going to put Mike Trout in the top 20 players of all time? You got 10 better on the 27 Yankees. Yeah, you're, of course. Absolutely. And Trout... You know, first of all, does he help that team win? Absolutely not. And uh, I mean, he is a wonderful player. There's no question about that. His numbers are usually off the charts, give or take. But the bottom line is, no, I would agree with that, too. And on the 27 Yankees, I would take Mark Koenig uh, <laughs> over uh, Trout. That's a great reference. This is why Steve Summers is uh, is one of the great. Steve? About 120 seconds to go. Sure. If the Jets, excuse me, I'll fix that. When the Jets get Aaron Rodgers. They'll get him. When they get him, the Jets become a Super Bowl contender right away. No. 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 No, 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 Sid. I mean, it's nice to get Aaron (laughs) Rodgers in there so we can just so. We could watch a future Hall of Famer throw a few interceptions. He's not, the, he's not the same quarterback. And the Jets also have some other needs. Yes, uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know what it's going to do, Sid, and you know this to be? The Jets now are going to have their games at 4.30 in the, in the afternoon. So Jet fans are going to be getting home much later than uh, the 1 o'clock starts. And uh, they'll probably be flexed because of Rodgers 
into evening games, like maybe more Thursday night, maybe more NBC on Sunday night, et cetera, et cetera. So that's going to uh, put – but the Jets will uh, be certainly – uh, a team you want to look at because of Rodgers, and they have a great running back and a great uh, the secondary they're putting together, but they have some other needs, and uh, the bottom line is it does not okay. make them a Super Bowl contender. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all the money I'm earning here because John Katzmatidis treats me nicely, Yes, and I'm going to, I'm going to buy a sports talk radio station, yes. and I'm going to ask you to come out of retirement, Joe Beningo, Mike Brancessa, Chris Russo, I'll do a show here and there, and we're going to have WFAN Reborn with you as one of the main stars. Are you in? Well, as long as you're a part of it, (laughs) then you would get the rest of us to join you. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Please keep coming back. I mean, more and more often, because I do love you. The audience loves you. And what I said at the very top, and Lou said... We really mean it. You're just you're you're special. Steve well, uh, well, thanks. Uh, and you know, it, it's certainly appreciated. A little bit overwhelming, but uh, but thanks so much for having me on, Sid. And we love you. Uh, you know that. So Thank uh, thanks for having me on. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the great Steve Summers. Not only a brilliant radio guy and a great sports guy, but a sweet human being. 